1: Well, may they celebrate in Perth, the reggae girls with their first Women's World Cup victory. 1-0 victors over Panama. World Cup over in terms of the knockout stages for Panama, but for the reggae girls, they absolutely made it happen in Perth. Hello and welcome to our post-game show on Optus Sport. I'm Neve Owens. It's lovely to have your company on the Optus Sport Football podcast as well. And to be here alongside Jess McDonald, Cote Rojas and Ash Sykes, Ladies, we just saw a piece of history. We knew coming in, Ash, that a win for either Panama or Jamaica in this one in history would be made and the reggae girls celebrating in style. They
2: certainly delivered, didn't they? They were probably expected to win this one. We were all counting on them to do that and they, they, uh, they made us wait a little bit there for that goal but Alison Swaby... Immense, standing up, the captain's performance, knocking in a goal as well.
1: Well, Jess manifested it at halftime, so I'm going to get you to talk us through this one because it was Alison Schwabe, and we felt like it was coming. They had the opportunities, they were pounding on the door, they just needed someone to finish them.
3: Absolutely, and they, they sealed the deal, which was great on the reggae girls' side. It was something that they truly needed, especially with their star player out today. And I, the thing I wanted to see most was to see the depth that Jamaica had and see what kind of you know, proof that they could prove that you know, they're good without her. Because it's very difficult for a lot of these teams to play without their star player. And Jamaica was able to deliver that today.
1: As we check out the zero match
3: highlights, we might
1: see that jersey held up of Khadija Shaw in the celebrations, but it was the Sandin in skipper who got the goal.
2: That's right, she rose tall from the corner, you know, this is what you want from your centre backs coming forward at set pieces. It's a really good opportunity for a goal. She gets the jump, perfect header into the corner there. Uh, what a moment and I love how she peels off and celebrates with her teammates as well.
4: Amazing technique, you know, look, just it very made it very impossible for the goalkeeper, uh, even though she had a few good saves, but it was coming and we knew and and you know, the captain standing out for the team, I think what a moment for her, for the whole team, and for the whole country. A moment that they celebrated in Perth. There was a terrific crowd there in attendance
1: as well. Let's hear from the goal scorer and the skipper now, Alison Swabey.
5: Alison, your first World Cup goal, describe the emotions to me right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have many words to describe it. I think it's something you start to dream about when you play um, in a world cup and yeah i'm just happy that i could do it and i'm happy that it could be a difference maker today until we threw the goal how did that come about Um, yeah we definitely knew that we were going to be able to um you know be a little bit stronger than them in the box because of our size Um, so it was really just being committed on every set piece and i think that we had corners coming in for a while and just being able to finish in the end and you had quite a few chances. They put up a good fight, Panama, tonight. How was that to, um, to play against them? Yeah, they played really well. Um, that was definitely the hardest match we've, we've played against them um, to this day. And, yeah, it's for me, it's exciting. It just means that CONCACAF is growing. Um, I'm really proud of the region. And I think that this tournament is just showing that we're just rising to the level of the rest of the world. So, yeah, it was a good match. Valuable three points. What does that mean for you and the team and for Jamaica? Yeah, it's huge. It keeps us, our dreams, getting out of this group alive. Um, and, yeah, we know we have one more game to 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 fight um, with or to fight through and yeah i think that we're just happy to be in a position to still compete here now thank you so much congratulations
1: still compete that is absolutely what they're doing they now sit second in this group and look at the celebrations in perth it was a very different game for them tonight jess they had more possession more space more time on the ball and they showed us that they do know how to use it
3: yeah and this is the side that i want to continue to see from jamaica them playing with a little bit more pride, them playing with a little bit more bravery, them playing with a little bit more confidence, because it it just shows that they truly do have the talent and that they could perform at the world stage. And so historical night for them and what a great win for them as well. A little bit earlier on tonight in Brisbane, we saw
1: Caxton Street rammed. Caxton Street itself outside the stadium looked like it was actually in the heart of Rio. We saw France-Brazil, and this was a game, Ash, that when the World Cup draw dropped, you circled it. You knew this was going to be a cracker, and it lived up to the billing. This week,
2: we've had some cracking games in the group stage. We had the Netherlands and the USA followed up very... And this one probably did it one better. uh, France beating Brazil 2-1. It was a fantastic match-up, and the two teams delivered on the night. It was ultra-competitive.
4: They were. They both were really, really, really competitive this afternoon let's have a look at
1: the goals in this game at brisbane stadium then because it was france who opened the scoring and Les Sommers with a beautiful header
3: yeah it, it was only a matter of time her her goal was going to see the back of the net because she kept going after this this brazilian back line and so what a better way to have your star nine scoring right in front of goal she's where exactly where she needs to be and it was just a great header very professional header world-class finish i mean very unsavable obviously so well well done on We've We've been waiting for her to score a goal this tournament.
1: So they went into the break one goal to nil up, but around the 60-minute mark, Ash, Brazil struck back. That's it. They,
2: you, you can't relax on Brazil. They got such quality across the park. A few hands up in the air hoping for offside here from the French defenders, but it was a great timed run. Little dink in behind and a really patient quality finish. Sometimes it's been lacking in this tournament from teams. What a fantastic touch with the outside of your foot. That's harder than it looks. And then a little side foot into the back of the net. She would have loved that.
1: And got to celebrate with nearly 50,000 fans at Brisbane Stadium before they got to see one of the goats of women's
4: football, Wendy Renard, doing Wendy Renard things. Yeah, and look, she always does it. You know, we, we know her. And unfortunately, Brazil didn't mark on the second half they fell asleep and look what happened you can't give a space to her first half they block her they they make sure you know that she couldn't get any headed this is the first one, second half, and she has scored. She scored more header goals in
1: 2019 than any other player. Four in total, three off her head, and she's on the score sheet already.
3: Not surprising and you know, something that you expect from probably the tallest player <laughs> who plays at the World Cup. Honestly, you know, she's she's really tough to mark anyway. So, you know, a lot of credit to her and her being able to step up in a moment like that when her country truly needed her to.
1: She's such a boss woman, isn't she? I love it when you see her walk past you as she heads out onto the pitch and she just oozes that confidence and she showed us exactly why today to push France to the top of Group F. Jamaica though with a win to match their draw against France in their opener. They're on four points as well and they'll take on Brazil in their final game of this group. That is gonna be an absolute cracking matchup. And Panama now know that knockout football is beyond them in this World Cup, but it means that heading into game three, Ash, there's a heap to play for. So much to play for. Jamaica showed they
2: can keep France to a nil or draw. They'd be hoping for a same sort of thing against Brazil now to get through to the next round. Um, I mean, fingers crossed everyone here was cheering for them just then. I was cheering for them against France. Let's see if they can do it again against Brazil.
3: Could you imagine? Oh, (laughs) no. Honestly, could you imagine if they came out with a tie against Brazil? Can you imagine looking at this draw
2: coming into the tournament knowing you've got Brazil and France in your group and thinking, you know what? they're going home. Literally. They're going through to
1: the next round. Nuts. (laughs) Especially with the lead-up into this tournament that they had, the issues they had on the home front. It's a remarkable performance from the reggae girls. They go on, and you know who else has told us today that she is going to go on? Sam Kerr, the Australian skipper. The Matildas, of course, take on Canada on Monday. The Tillies know they need a win in this game. We heard today from the skipper herself that she intends to be there.
6: Yeah, I think, of course, it's a relief because I'm going to be there and I'm going to be available, but... Um, I don't think it's, I don't think I feel relief yet. I think it's still gonna go down to the wire, but um, the fact that I was out on the pitch today with my boots on makes me feel better. So you've taken a bit of
1: confidence out of the fact you got to do something in the session today. Can you tell us how much you did and how how you're feeling post your first perhaps run?
6: Yeah, it was just nice to get the boots on. Honestly, I'm sick of wearing trainers and being on the sidelines, so I felt really good from it. yeah, so I've I've done everything I can, and um, it's about the next three days really knuckling down everything else. The plan from the start was always to miss the first two games, which we said from the start, and then reassess and be ready for the Canada game. And I think, obviously, I understand the height of what's going on, but that was always the plan. So it was just for me to come here and prove that that was the plan, um, and kind of just you know for me. I was never on media last week anyway, so nothing has steered away. And, you know, being in sport, you don't just rock up willy-nilly to a tournament and not have a plan. We've had a plan for this type of stuff for four or five years, um, including the media stuff, including the training stuff. So, um, yeah, it it sounds like, for me, it was just best to be here as the captain, one, but also just to clear the air, calm a few people, I think, that are physios now.
1: (laughs) Sam Kerr speaking to Amy Chapman today. She said she had the boots on, Ash. She was a little coy in her response to Chappie's question about whether she'd run at training today. And we haven't yet seen any pictures come out of training showing her really at at full pace, which would be such a confidence boost for Aussie fans heading into Monday. You've had a calf injury yourself. I'm definitely not a physio, as Sam says. So tell me about how niggly they can be. Tell me about how hard to predict they are in that recovery sense.
2: Yeah, that's right. Maybe I'll get my physio hat on instead. Do it, you know, please. Studied exercise science <laughs> and the physios out there will think that's not close enough. But it is very hard to recover from. And it's one of those injuries that you don't know how it's going to go until you really start hitting full pace, like full sprinting. So, yeah, you might feel confident after one session with your boots on, whether that's walking around the field we don't know, or whether it's doing some actual running. But until she pushes it a little bit and then backs off before the game, you know, things could go not as well the second day.
1: Hopefully it was running today, Jess, because that's where she provides so much for this Australian team. Yeah, her finishing, but she is so quick and her leap, she's so dangerous in the air as well. Two things that a calf injury can prevent you reaching your full potential on.
3: Absolutely. And I know that would be a frustrating situation to be in as a striker whose strengths are, you know, being a top sprinter, being great in the air. You know, obviously you need your calf muscle in order to be able to push yourself to the full, full maximum on, on both ends. And so hopefully it's nothing too crazy. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to trust her word and in, in her interview because, you know, she is a professional. She is one of the top athletes in the world. And so, you know, coming into this tournament, you know, she played it smart, probably, you know, and so we're, we're going to trust her word here. But just kind of crossing my fingers for her sake that, you know, she is healed and good enough to go into this next game for the Matildas. You
1: won't be alone on that, I think, Cote. All Australian football fans around the country will be keeping their fingers crossed across the next 48 or so hours, really hoping for the best on
4: Monday. Yes, and look, I'm, I'm seeing this country and all the fans, they've been amazing. And, you know, I hope for me and for everyone else, we all want to see uh, wanna see her on the field. I hope she can play And, you know, like, we can just hope. I mean, as Ash said, you can just go out there, test it, and and finger crossed you can play. I mean, she's an amazing part um, and very important for the whole team and the whole country is really waiting. So I get excited when I see, when I hear her, but we have to see. I hope, you know, she can play.
1: You managed to make sure we got a goal tonight. If you could just work on that and Sam Kerr's calf over the next few days and a couple of goals for Australia on Monday, that would be amazing.
4: Oh, absolutely. You know, we, we
3: got to manifest yeah. you know, this recovery for Sam Kerr, Please. you know, so we'll, we'll definitely add some positivity into her recovery. We have got a massive few days ahead of us here on
1: Optus Sport. The football tomorrow is going to be huge and we're going to continue to count down to that really important clash between the Tillies and Canada on Monday night.
6: Tomorrow on Optus Sport, it's day 11 of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Live at 8 a.m. Eastern, catch up with the daily kickoff. 1.30 p.m., live from Adelaide, Korea face Morocco. Tomorrow, 4.45, it's crunch time for the Ferns when they face Switzerland. And Norway takes on the Philippines. 7.15 tomorrow, the big primetime match is Germany Colombia. That's all tomorrow from the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 on Optus Sport.
1: A little bit earlier today here on Optus Sports, Sweden took on Italy in a big game in terms of who tops Group G, and you know who absolutely stood tall. Sweden. They were remarkable. A 5-0 victory over the Italians. Illestad, the first Swedish player to score two in a Women's World Cup since Lottis in 2007. She becomes the joint top scorer at the tournament and it means Sweden is sitting pretty with six points, two wins from two games on top of the table and a whole heap still to play for for the other three sides in Group G. Coming up tomorrow, we have got Group A games. Simultaneous kickoffs will begin, and that means that one of the co hosts, New Zealand, will be back in action. Before we look ahead to all of these games, let's get the latest from across the ditch. Narelle Sindos, what's happening? Neve, there is an eerie feeling here in Ottipoti Dunedin on the eve of the big match. A match which is essentially knockout football. Group A is insane. All four teams can still mathematically qualify for the knockout stages. Switzerland, they sit first. New Zealand sitting just below them in second. A win for New Zealand, though, would guarantee them a place in the round of 16, something they haven't done in five previous attempts. A draw might be enough but they'll be relying on the other result to go their way which is a gamble they do not want to take. One thing that is guaranteed though this place is going to be rocking. Dunedin is a student town and it's actually the first time the Ferns would have played a match here in Dunedin. As for the Swiss though this has been their base since day one and they are slowly winning over the local fans. Either way it's the perfect setting for a match with a lot riding on it. Narelle, thank you so much. Let's have a look at those Group A standings then because Switzerland will be through with a win or a draw against New Zealand. New Zealand through with a win, but if they lose, a draw... but out if they lose. And if a draw, they'll rely on other results. Am I right, Ash? You're right. It's very complicated. I
2: really struggle with these sorts of uh, permutations, if you like. (laughs) I, I think we'll be cheering. Look, everyone's been cheering for that story, the Philippines. Can they do it against... Norway in this final game tomorrow. I think they can. There's been a bit of turmoil turmoil in the Norwegian team.
1: So that's a big question, isn't it, in the lead up to that clash. Whether within the Norway side they can get together, come together and play their best football because we haven't seen it yet at this World Cup.
3: We have not. We haven't seen it in a while. You know, they, they didn't do too well in the Euros. I mean, even when they got knocked out in the last World Cup. So they haven't really showed up in a while. And and now they're missing their their star striker, Ada Heidelberg. So that's that's such a huge loss for them. So I definitely think that the Philippines have a pretty good chance against them. Well, Stadge got them up for that
1: clash with New Zealand. They clinched their first ever Women's World Cup win. Can we see that kind of
4: performance, that level two games in a row? Absolutely, and I think You know, Philippines can not only now play and score their score the first goal, but I think Norway has actually no play how they used to. They are not connecting, mm. passing. They are not, they're actually knowing the same page. So it's really important to keep the unity of the team. And I think Philippines right now, is in a, they are in a good moment.
2: I think if the Philippines score first again, that puts such pressure on this fragile sort of Norwegian team. You know, there's already cracks starting to appear there. You score first, I think they're going to crumble.
1: It was such an interesting start to the last game with Hegeberg heading back down the tunnel moments before kick-off. They have got a whole heap to do ahead of this clash with the Philippines. So Group A, simultaneous kick-offs for you tomorrow right here on Optus Sport. Also coming up tomorrow, we'll see Group 8 in action as well. And there are a whole heap of different permutations in Group 8. Let's start by checking in with
5: Brianna Holden, who has an update for us ahead of Germany's clash with Colombia. Well, today, Germany makes some of its final preparations ahead of tomorrow night's clash against Colombia without starting left-back Felicitas Rauch. She picked up a knee injury during training this week and has been ruled out indefinitely in a huge blow for the side, which sees the world number two-ranked team start tomorrow night's encounter without both of their first-choice wide defenders. And against a team like Colombia that like to expose their opponents with their width and, of course, have the likes of Linda Quesado at the helm, it could Prove a pivotal point in this encounter both sides head into the clash with wins in their opening matches but only one side can leave tomorrow night top of group h it's going to be a tense and exciting encounter in front of yet another packed sfs
1: Bree, thank you so much. Let's look at that Group H table that Bree mentioned there because everyone still has the potential of playing knockout football. A win alone isn't enough to see any of these teams guaranteed progression. Other results will still come into play. Group H, one of super interesting ones here at the World Cup and we see Germany and Colombia, Ash, who both had wins in their opening games in action tomorrow. Germany, my early faves for the tournament, they were outstanding in their
2: opener. They were immense. It was a joy to sit here and watch them play. They were they were such good, so good in front of goal. And up until this point, we hadn't really seen a team, you know, come out and smash um, their first game of the tournament. And you know, we've been fangirling all night about uh, Pop, and I think it's going to continue. Uh, this second header was fantastic, wasn't it?
4: <laughs> I have to say, like, we keep watching her doing the same thing, but no one can stop her. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, she that that's when it shows the strength. Like yeah. she's really good.
3: She's always been one of those players that is just so consistently impressive to watch and you don't see that very often with with players and so she's she's definitely going to put on a show I feel like tomorrow. She is a
1: superstar and a superstar in the making on the other side of the equation is Casado for Colombia. She scored a goal in their opener but collapsed at training this week. We hear she's okay that she's going to be all right to play but worrying such an important part of this team. That's
2: right. Very worrying for them. And she, she was their star player. Once she got into a groove, she took about you know 20 minutes to really settle into the game the other day. But once she did, we saw this fantastic run. A small goalkeeper error on the end of it, you'll see. But still, she makes this goal um, all, for, all on her own. Um, they'll be eagerly awaiting her fitness just to check... And make sure that she's ready to go for this massive game against Germany.
4: I heard they, they then she's okay. Then she's um, went back to training, so she is back at training and hopefully to see her tomorrow and why not, one one of her goals. Can Colombia upset Germany in this one? Absolutely. I think she I think they are gonna do it, <laughs> not just because it's Colombia brought <laughs> South America guys. But look, Colombia is actually playing a good football. And it's gonna be those really tight games. It's not gonna be easy for Germany.
1: I love your optimism, always. (laughs) Ash, do you agree? Always
2: optimistic,
1: but no. I think Let's we
2: Let's <laughs> see. There's no
4: who plays the best football, right? I think, we're, the... I
2: think we're on together tomorrow, <laughs> so we'll see. Well, well, when the game's happening, uh, I think Germany is going to come out and dominate again. I think uh, probably not as many goals, but a, a solid German win again.
1: Well, you all told me that Jamaica was going to win today and you were spot on on that front. So, Jess McDonald, Cote Rojas, Ash Sykes, thanks so much for your company today. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> Dave. Thank you for your company at home. It's been brilliant to have you with us here on Optus Sport on what has been a big Saturday of football at the Women's World Cup. Sunday is going to be massive. Four games, simultaneous kickoffs, and a whole heap to look forward to. So get a couple of hours rest and we'll see you right back here on Optus Sport tomorrow for all of the action. Group three games kicking off and knockout football on the line. See you soon.